This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis. Today's podcast, I want to talk about letters of love. I want to talk about the Holy Scriptures, the Bible. It is so important for us to understand that the Bible is actually a book, a a group of writings from God Almighty to us, to everyone, everyone who will listen. I want to make three points today. Number one, what is the Bible? Number two, why is it important? And number three, I want to challenge you to read and study the Bible because we have so much media coming at us and all of that media, for the most part, anything to do with God, it's a lie. There's so much untruth and there is so much fear in the media today. Only the Bible, the Word of God, can displace that fear and bring us peace and security in our relationship with God. So let's go to the original purpose of why God created us. We are created in God's image, man and woman. God created us for a purpose. We have to go back to the Garden of Eden to understand this purpose. That purpose is fellowship, communication, love, a relationship. God was walking in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. And after they fell, after they rejected his commands, God was looking for them and calling out to them, Adam, where are you? I remember that famous song by Don Francisco, Adam, Adam, where are you? And there was pain in the song, pain from God's voice. Where are you, Adam? What have you done? But God is not deterred from his purpose of creating a paradise for us. That's what we know heaven is. A paradise where we will have an intimate relationship with him that will be unhindered by sin and evil and rebellion. It's going to be a wonderful place. So let's get into it. I want to challenge you to read the word of God. That's the third point that I want to bring up. But God's very purpose is for us to know him to walk with him. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. So God has been talking to us and to the Israelites uh, well in the past. God is desiring relationship with people. So he talks to us. Remember, we're dealing with an almighty, all-knowing, spiritual God. And he desires to come us to come to him with worship. And remember what worship is. Worship is speaking of his worth. Come to him with worship and thanksgiving for all that he's done for us. So he spoke to our ancestors by the prophets. God used godly men who were submitted to his will to write down wonderful things about his love, prophesying the coming of the Christ. And then, um, The sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being. God now speaks to us 
through his son, through Jesus Christ. And we have these words written down for us, very convenient for us to be able to read the word of God. And as we open our hearts, let the Holy Spirit reveal the truth in the word of God to us. I remember when I was a young man before I was saved, I would read the Bible. And as I read that Bible, it had a little Gideon's Bible, and I would read Psalms and Proverbs. And I would walk away, and I remember distinctly thinking, what did I just read? I had no idea. I kind of understood, but it didn't mean anything to me. But after I was born again, I began to understand what God was saying to me, because the Holy Spirit was abiding in me and revealing to me spiritually what God was saying in the Bible. So now God is talking to us through the Son, through Jesus Christ, who's the exact representation of who God is. Do you want to know who God is? Read uh, the Gospels, read the New Testament, and even read in the Old Testament where it prophesies about Jesus coming back or coming to earth the first time. John 1 Verses 1 through 3, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And then skip down to John chapter 1 verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So God became a man in Jesus Christ. He is the Word of God, and He was with God in the beginning. In fact, He is God. So we get into the Trinity there. But I want to make it very clear that Jesus Christ is the Word of God. And He has taken godly men to write down the words that He desires to be written down so that we have them and we can read them. Listen to what Paul says to Timothy in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. There's kind of three parts here. Number one, Timothy had the Old Testament scriptures since he was an infant. So his mother was speaking the word of God over him. And that as he grew up, he began to memorize the scriptures and they were able to make him wise. Wise in the biblical sense is that we have the understanding and the knowledge to make the right decision. So the Holy Scriptures are able to make us wise to accept Jesus Christ as salvation. And then in verse 16, it says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So all Scripture comes from God, from his breath. The breath here, um, <clears throat> Holy Spirit, is actually translated from the Hebrew word ruach, which simply means the breath, the breath of God. So God breathed, his Holy Spirit spoke these scriptures in order that we might have them so we could live godly lives. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 20 through 21. Above all, 
you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So this is a, a confirmation of what Paul tells Timothy here in Second Peter. We have to understand that Scripture is God-breathed. God decided he's big enough that he would have men write down the very words that he desires us to hear. And these words are words of love. He is telling us that he loves us. So in the Garden of Eden, we had it perfect, but we rebelled against God. And that brought devastation. That brought curses. That brought an end to the paradise. But God will not be thwarted. And he desires to bring back that intimate relationship, that paradise that we long for, and that intimate relationship so that we can communicate with him, that we can enjoy him and he can enjoy us. Thank God that he can enjoy us also. So prophecy is never has its origin in the will of man. In other words, we can't think up what God wants to do, what God wants to say. It has to come from him. And then men carried along by the Holy Spirit wrote these things down. Tons of facts about the Bibles. 66 books were written over a period of about 3,500 years. There's 39 books in the Old Testament and 27 books in the New Testament. There's 40 authors, and it's written primarily in Hebrew and in Greek. There's a couple of verses in there in Aramaic. So <clears throat> there's one basic theme over 3,500 years and 40 authors who never lived uh, together. Some of them did, but most of them lived well apart from each other. And the same theme, the same type prophecies, everything congeals, everything comes together very well from the beginning to the very end from the beginning of paradise to the end of paradise and all that God works through, love letters to us. All of the Bible is love. All of the Bible is truth in order that we might know who God is and what he desires. There's more facts, and I'll just mention them because uh, it would take forever to talk about everything in the Bible. It is uh, the first mass printed book. It is the most printed book. It is the most sold and bought book. It's the most stolen book. It's read more than any other book. It's more powerful than any other book. It's hated. It's sought after. It's the most smuggled book. They smuggle it into uh, countries where they have banned it. It is the most feared book. It's the most translated book. It's the most sung book. More songs are sung about the Bible than any other book. And uh, the songs come from the Bible in many cases. It's the most spoken book. It's the most confiscated book. It's an unstoppable book. It is God's word to humans. And he has the power and he has the ability to bring the Bible to whoever wants it. There's many people who uh, definitely don't want the Bible in their countries because it will bring salvation and it will dislodge the authority of evil governments and, of course, of Satan himself.
Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I want to tell you why the Bible is not always that easy to read and why people will not read it, because it is alive. There is revealing by the Spirit going on in the Bible. When you read the Bible, your heart is going to be exposed. Your motives are going to be exposed. God can penetrate deep into our hearts, into our thinking when we read the Bible. I found watching people who have come to faith in Christ and then they go astray, I found that is one of the first things that happens is they quit reading the Bible. They might continue to pray even in a backslidden state and, and even go to church. But the Bible, they will not read. The Bible brings that conviction into our hearts and it brings love and it brings peace and so many things. So I encourage you to read the Bible. That is my challenge. So why is the Bible so important? Well, first of all, it's really obvious. It's God's word to us. It's a love letter to us. And we can know what God is thinking through the Bible. Secondly, the Bible tells us without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews eleven six. But where does faith come from? Actually, the Bible is like a subpart of faith. It's essential for us to have faith. Consequently, Romans 10, 17, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. And let me read one Greek word here. The message is heard through the rhema of Christ. When God speaks to us, that's the spoken word, the rhema word of God. So we need the Bible so we can understand what God is saying. And as we read the Bible and get to know him, we find out that the Holy Spirit reveals to us what the Bible is saying. It's important for us to know that because Isaiah 55, 9 through 11 says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Skip down to verse 11. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Two things we learn here, that God's ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are not ours. We can't think up what God wants to say. We can't think up what God wants to do. But as we read the Bible, we get a good idea. We begin to understand what God's thoughts are. We begin to understand what he desires us to do. And he tells us that his word will never return void. So the Bible is so important for faith. The Bible is so important so we can know the thoughts of God. And the Bible is so important we can know the ways of God. So incredibly wonderful that God has written these letters to us. What is the Bible? The Bible is the Word of God. It's a love letter. If you love Jesus then the Bible is going to be one of the most important books in your life. And you're going to read it and you're going to seek after God. And the Bible is going to be a big part of that seeking.
I know many people who were born again, including myself, that after I was born again, the Bible became the most important book in my life. And now that I've been walking with the Lord for over 40 years, the Bible is an everyday reader for me. And sometimes I read it two, three times a day. I study it. Look, look for Jesus. Look for his purpose. Look for his will in my life through the Bible. As I read the Bible, the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me, and sometimes he reveals specific words to me, and I know that God is speaking to me. Number three, the Bible is so important, and it is the Word of God. I want to challenge you to read the Bible. I remember uh, when I first started reading the Bible, I was reading um, scriptures and uh, teaching from the navigators. And the navigators told me to start with seven minutes, uh, like four minutes of reading the Bible, a minute of praise, and a couple of minutes of prayer, or however you want to do that. So I want to challenge you to read the Bible. Uh, take time out. Find yourself seven minutes. And if you can do more, do more. And let that grow. Because as you grow in that relationship with God, that Bible will become a source of him speaking to you. And as you study it, you'll begin to understand the ways of God more and more. So I challenge you to read the Bible every day, uh, preferably in the morning and in the evening. And let the Word of God speak to you. This has been the Clean Soul Podcast with Dennis Curtis. You can also listen to the audio of this podcast at your favorite podcast provider or at thecleansoul.org. And if you have questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me at thecleansoul.org. 